AMLP has yet more tax problems, June 4, 2023. Last November, SS&C Alps Advisors, the people who managed the Alarian MLP ETF, or AMLP, admitted they'd screwed up calculating the taxes owed by their fund. Mutual funds and ETFs don't pay taxes as long as they comply with the rules of the 1940 Investment Company Act for an exemption. AMLP does not comply because it invests in master limited partnerships or MLPs. Only more than 25% renders a fund non-RIC compliant and therefore liable for taxes like any other American company. AMLP is 100% MLPs. We have written tirelessly on the topic, see MLP funds made for Uncle Sam. Last December, we noted AMLP's reduced NAV, see AMLP trips up on tax complexity, which fell 3.9% of their November fiscal year end. Because of its flawed structure concentrated on NMLPs and thereby liable for corporate taxes, AMLP has a five-year annual return of 4.97%. The Alarian MLP index, which it seeks to track, has returned 7.42%. The 2.45% difference is partly AMLP's 85 basis point annual management fee, but mostly the burden of taxes. By contrast, the Investable American Energy Independence Index, the AEITR, has a five-year return of 11.06%. Nobody would create AMLP today. MLPs were around a third of the sector, and their numbers continue to decline. It is a relic of a decade ago when the MLP structure dominated. That is no longer the case. One Oak's proposed acquisition of Magellan Midstream a couple of weeks ago caused smaller MLPs to briefly catch a bid as traders calculated the rebalancing within a shrinking pool the loss of Magellan would cause for AMLP. The One Oak transaction is looking less likely, as explained later in this blog post. Nonetheless, AMLP is still the sector's biggest ETF by a considerable margin. That AMLP retains any holders is confirmation that inertia and benign tolerance still inform investment decisions for some. November's tax-based NAV correction wasn't the advisor's last word on the issue. Last week, they provided a tax update that, in quotes, modified the estimate of the fund's deferred tax liability, close quotes, by $188 million, an additional 2.27%. This will push AMLP's five-year underperformance against an index that has itself severely lagged midstream energy infrastructure to close to 3%. Since November, AMLP's NAV has been adjusted down by over 6%, as Alps hopes it has finally got its arms around the complex tax issues the fund faces. Their lawyers, who will have carefully drafted the latest press release, wisely added, in quotes, the fund's estimates regarding its deferred tax liability are made in good faith. However, the daily estimate of the fund's deferred tax liability used to calculate the fund's NAV could vary significantly from the fund's actual tax liability. In other words, there could be more to come. There must exist a hardcore group of AMLP investors who resemble the reliable and extreme primary voters of either political party. They accept their flawed choice with no regard for continued evidence of his or her failings, because to change now would mean conceding an earlier error. There is no helping these investors. They fork over $50 million in management fees annually to an advisor who has now made two tax errors equal to multiples of that. But there also exists a swathe of financial advisors holding AMLP for clients whose fiduciary fitness can be questioned by having selected such a poorly run, anachronistic fund. 
You may be one of these advisors, or you may be a client of one. $405 million of tax-related restatements is starting to look like a situation best avoided. Perhaps a class action lawsuit will seek to restore some of those losses out of past management fees. AMLP now reports a deferred tax liability of $373 million as of June the 2nd. Market appreciation will create additional unrealized gains and an increased deferred tax liability, which will act as a headwind in a rising market. The case for not owning AMLP could not be clearer. In fact, its best use may be as a short position, as we've noted in the past. See, Uncle Sam helps you short AMLP. Investors in One Oak and Magellan will be encouraged to see a widening spread between Magellan's price and the value of One Oak's proposed acquisition. This means traders are increasingly skeptical that the deal will get done. Since the announcement on May 12th, One Oak is down 8% and Magellan is up only 11%, half the promised premium. The American Energy Independence Total Return Index is up 2.5%. It's one of those rare transactions that is bad for both sides. See, One Oak does a deal nobody needs. One Oak gets higher leverage, and Magellan investors face an unwelcome tax bill. Hopefully, it'll get voted down. We calculate the market-implied odds of it going through are now barely above 50-50.